Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sharing Socks, the first postseason edition of 2021. I'm Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will, who is the entire West Coast uh, this week. He's up in Seattle for a friend's wedding. Uh, went to a Seattle game on uh, Friday night. Went to, went to a Seattle game, and I just have to give a, a quick shout out to those M's fans. It was really, really fun. The Mariners let us down, but beautiful place to watch a game. Great fans. So they're out of it. That's too bad. And Toronto's yeah. out of it, which is too bad. And we're stuck with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And if TV had any way to do it, they'd make them not the wild card and have to play them so they could have one of them on at all times, or both of them on at all times. But we've got uh, the White Sox in Houston. I am geared up here. This is my, uh, for those of you with video, my Ozzie Guillen hat. And I will turn around here for a moment for Burley for a Mark Burley shirt. So I've got 2005 vibes going in here. I'm not sure how long those vibes will last this year, but they're there and ready to go. The first thing that has to come up is that the Hall of Famer baseball person has to come up with a roster. Now, the vast majority of the roster is, is easy. But there are some questions right around the end. You figure, and I think he's even mentioned this, they probably go with 12 pitchers uh, and 14 position players. So the pitchers, we got the four starters, you know, uh, Giolito, Lynn, Rodon, and Cease. We got Hendricks. We got uh, Kimbrell, Bummer, Tapera. Uh, uh, crochet, crochet, uh, Michael, Michael Kopech. Uh, then we're, then we're, then we're getting down a little on them. Those are six. I think number seven is Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, who he had a rough outing, uh, last night. So we're doing this on, on Monday, uh, midday. Uh, he had a rough outing in this, in this last night, Sunday night, but it was a pouring rain. Uh, he may have had grip problems, whatever. He, he'd been pitching very well up to that. I, I don't think I count that one for much of it. Yeah. So that leaves one more. And the three who are possible in there would be Jose Ruiz, uh, Ryan Burr, pitched very well in September, and, of course, Dallas Keuchel. Who's your pick for for that? Oh, boy. Wow. You're starting with the easy stuff, which I appreciate. Um, wow. Wow. 
I think I'm going to go ahead and bounce Jose Ruiz from the conversation. Um, oh, boy. I think, I think I take Keiko just on experience. Because if you're looking at Jose Ruiz, Ryan Burr, and Dallas Keuchel, first off, nothing in that sentence gets me all that excited. So it's not like you're kicking out someone who necessarily should be there uh, to keep Dallas on the roster. Dallas has been not great. Uh, however, experience goes a long way in the postseason. and It didn't for him last year. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, I I think my heartstrings are saying you take Keiko, but I think in reality, I would take Ryan Burr. Uh, it's a tie. I, I do not take Keiko either. They tried him in relief uh, over the weekend. It was a disaster. Uh, and one appearance does not decisions make necessarily, but it was really bad. And he's been really yeah, bad at yeah. everything else. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't take Eichel. I mean, you leave your $15 million former Cy Young winner, postseason hero in the past off the roster, but I think you do. Um, I'm going to disagree and go with Ruiz. Really? I think Burr's been better, but Ruiz can also do, if you get into one of those jams where you need extra Time for people, Ruiz can handle a couple of innings. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I mean, that's that makes sense to me. The, uh, you know, using Ruiz, you can potentially get, you know, he's a good guy where if for some reason in game three, you're down by eight. Uh, yeah, innings Ruiz either. is a good guy to eat up some innings. Could argue the same thing about Keuchel in relief, but he's he's definitely not a reliever. So you could bring in Keuchel in that scenario and need him out right away. Uh, so I, I understand what you're saying with Ruiz. I'd still probably go with Burr just because he's ha- had some real flashes of of looking really sharp, especially in yes, the last he month. He feels he feels tuned up, uh, which you know is always a crucial thing going into the postseason. Um, so I would still probably take Burr, but I don't, I, I'm not going to argue with you as much as our fan base will be expecting, uh, <laughs> when it comes to Ruiz. I think that's a, that's a good decision as well. And, and, and I hope he doesn't pitch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, honestly, any of those three guys, whoever, whichever one of the three you pick, I'm not necessarily excited about the idea of them actually pitching. Uh, in a high leverage playoff scenario, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't need to pitch at all. Okay, now position players. We're going to go for fourteen because we got this chance to add an extra bat, fielder, whatever. Yeah, thirteen. I think are easy. You got the two catchers, Randall Collins. We will call for purposes of counting here Sheets and Vaughn as designated hitters. It may, it may not end up that way, but that's just, that gets us to four. We got the four infielders um, with Jose and Hernandez and Timmy and Yuan. Uh, for counting purposes, let's put Leuri amongst the infielders. So now we're at nine. Boy, did he, 
Sunday night, I mean, he was a disaster in right field. Whoa. I mean, three big mistakes. Yeah, you can't. None of which get charged as an error. Yeah, you can't play him in, in right field in the playoffs. There's no way. Outfield. Outfield. Uh, obviously, we, we start out in, in left field where we've got Mr. Eloy. In center, we've got Luis. And in right, we've got Adam Engel. Um, I have as definite on the roster Billy Hamilton. Uh, which gets us to 13. Now we have one more player to put in there. Uh, Goodwin has been hurt and has not been impressive in the latter part of the season either. I don't go for him. I'm going to throw out a name there and you can go, well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. And I remember last year we said we wanted the uh, Collins on, on the roster in the postseason because we're, they were using the two catchers as a DH and, and a catcher. And we wanted Collins on the roster sitting at the end of the bench and maybe in the stands and not bothering anybody at any time. You're picking, you're picking your mean, aren't you? Boy, that'd be a great one. That would be, that would be <laughs> incredible. No, I'm going to go with Danny Mendick. Sure, sure. I mean, when you come down to, to that 14th, position player you know there's nobody we're gonna pick right now that we're just gonna be jazzed about um otherwise no, they no, it, it, the- it's some, i'm just saying he's got some use defensively tim's leg acts up something like that although leori can play short stuff but who knows he could be in the game already someplace else um so i i just and again i want medic down at the end of the bench um uh, maybe holding towels for people uh, whatever but if necessary, bring him in as a 14th man. You have the same choice. You have a different one. I honestly think I would go with Danny Mendek as well. And uh, for a lot of the reasons you're saying, but also, you know, you kind of, you, there's no loyalty in pro sports. We know that. But when you're talking about guys who've been part of this, you know, sort of disastrous run leading up to a successful season, Danny Mendek has been a crucial part of that. He's, He's played a lot of games. Uh, you know, he, he did get nominated for a gold glove. He was gold glove finalist. I don't know necessarily how that happened, <laughs> how that happened but it did happen. Uh, and I think he's just ultimately a, a, a real part of this team. You can say the same thing about Brian Goodwin as well. Goodwin has definitely come up very big in a couple games. Uh, some some very big situations, including the bat flip that went to outer space, which I loved. Uh, however, you know, the injury thing, all right, you're going to bring a guy onto the playoff roster who's just going to be hurt right away. Um, I I don't know. I, I have very mixed feelings about keeping Brian Goodwin off just because he does seem to. Well, he really... is on the IL. I mean, he's not off the IL at this point. So, right. Yeah. Um so I, I think for that reason, it makes this kind of an easy decision uh, to go with Danny Mendick, just because. I think another interest, interesting thing in the playoff rules for injuries is that if a player is injured, you can replace him, just like you can during the regular right. season. You can replace him on the roster. But if you replace him, he is out for the rest of that series and the next one. So if you had a situation, for example, Tim Anderson's leg acts up again, which it does periodically, you know, 
plays a couple games in a row and you know, he just needs a day or two off, you could not replace him. You could not bring in a defensive player at that time unless you're going to say, oh, no, we don't want him against Tampa Bay now. We, we don't need him. Uh, so I, I think it's better to have the emergency guy already in there so you don't have to take chances with that kind of situation. Yeah, we have an infield, uh, especially when you're talking about Tim and Yuan, that you know, it's a little unpredictable in, in, in terms of health. Uh, and I think for the exact reason you're saying, you don't, you don't want to, you know, you can't replace Tim Anderson and then have him sit for the ALCS. So, you know, as soon as we're sitting Tim Anderson for a series, we're done. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a good enough reason right there to have Mendick uh, on the bench ready to go. Uh, absolutely, I would I would go that route because yeah, that rule is is it's tough. I mean, I get why it's there because otherwise people would try to be sneaky and take advantage of things. But uh, I definitely think that having that extra infielder right there, ready to go if need be, is is crucial to to us getting through this thing. Would have been nice to have Romy Gonzalez. He kind of disappeared. I, I don't think they played him for the last. 10 days or so and he'd been playing fairly well now he is not eligible for the postseason anyway they'd have to get a special dispensation from the commissioner and there's no reason for that we haven't had an injury that would make crying to the commissioner Uh, but gonzalez can't play so that that would be a better choice than medic but it's it's not a choice pitching rotation well first off let's give a little love to gavin sheets who i'm not sure any of us thought at the beginning of this year, we would be taking him to the playoffs, and the kid has earned his spot. Oh yeah, I mean By he's far. a yeah. he's a guy you have to take at this point because I think the that, Astros are intelligent enough never to throw him a fastball. It, it, it'd be so weird. It, it, the last week or so of the season, he'd come up, and you go, "Well, we're not going to see any fastballs now." And some pitcher would would throw him a fastball, even a high fastball, which it just destroys, and. Why? Why? Why don't, why don't you just? It's breaking stuff outside. You're safe. I mean, he'll get hit every once in a while, but not very often. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, I, sometimes I really doubt these. Uh, I doubt these scouting reports. When when I see someone throw Gavin Sheets a high fastball, I'm like, you either didn't look at the little card in your back pocket, or you didn't do your homework, because. I would think next to the name Sheets, it just says literally throw anything but high fastballs. And yet well, you, I, I wouldn't throw fastballs at all. It's like what I, I said about Tim Anderson in the Field of Dreams game when he came up to bat. I was like, don't throw this guy. The first pitch should be nowhere near the strike zone. Like you're you're better <laughs> off throwing it into the stands than you are throwing it in the strike zone with Tim Anderson in the bottom of the ninth on the first pitch. And of course, what do you see? You see a ball hung right over the plate. You know he's swinging. 100% chance he swings. You could bounce it two feet in front of the mound, Tim Anderson would be swinging. Uh, it's the same thing with Gavin Sheets. I just don't understand how you could ever throw him a fastball. It, it makes no sense to me. It's like throwing your mean Mercedes a fastball once he stopped figuring out how to hit and, and couldn't hit a breaking pitch anymore. Or Luis Robert last year. If you threw him anything but a slider, you were an idiot. And people would still occasionally just groove him one right down the middle. But Anyway, props to Gavin Sheets. Uh, really, really impressive coming in as a, as a kid. He's he's not even officially a rookie. Yeah, if we're gonna do it both ways. Duvon. 
I mean that. Oh, that, of course, he's yeah. Been absolutely instrumental. Yeah, Vaughn Vaughn stepped up on a whole other level because he was there from day one this year and thrown into many positions that he seems to didn't know even existed, and he has done a, a decent job. Yeah, I don't I don't in the playoffs want to see either one of them in the field. Just no, don't I, want to see it. And anyway, well, first base if, if Jose needs a rest, but other than first base, I don't want them anywhere. Yeah, and I don't think you will see them anywhere. I think the Hall of Fame baseball person is wise enough to know that uh, we don't need Andrew Vaughn shagging balls in right field during the ALDS. Um, But we should take a quick break here and then come back and talk about pitching because I think that's going to be a a juicy topic. Um, We got a lot to develop. I think about who should be pitching and when it'll it'll be interesting as of right now the Sox do not have uh, a declared starter the Astros have Lance McCullers Jr. listed as being on the bump uh, he is very good 13 and 5 ERA a little over 3 but he is not uh, he's not a Garrett Cole um, he's not a, a Robbie Ray so this is a a chance, I think, for the White Sox to take the first game on the road. So when we come back here in just a second, we will talk about who we will throw against Lance McCuller Juniors and uh, those games uh, after that. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back on Sharing Socks. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. We talked about our roster, which we pretty much agreed on. Um, so you know, postseason, turning over a new leaf here. Uh, You got the geezer and the West Coast correspondent agreeing pretty much down the board. That should be a sign that this is all going to go horribly. Uh, But now let's talk about pitching. Uh, Game number one, uh, you say that Astros have already said it'd be McCullers, and you knew it was going to be McCullers. For them, it gets interesting after that. uh, Ramber Valdez, probably. Uh, he is a lefty. He has not been either real good or real bad against the Sox. Had kind of one good game and one bad one. Uh, Urquidy and Garcia have been better. Younger guys, uh, see what they have. I mean, it'll be some mix of those three. I, I don't think we're going to see Odorizzi. And I know we're not going to see Granke. And I'm probably not even going to see Granke in relief. He, he tried relieving just as... Uh, Keichel did, and and that was a disaster for them this week. Uh, I just think he's, at least for this season, he's done. Uh, For us, it has to be Giolito in game one. You have four starting pitchers, two of whom have absolutely dominated the Astros, Giolito and Rodon, two of whom have been absolutely crushed by the Astros in Lynn and Keuchel, I mean, Lynn and uh, Cease. I think it'd have to be Giolito for one because he can then come back for five. So you've got him for, for two games in there. And he comes back on five days rest if he does it. He could nah, bring back a short rest for game four if you're really desperate. But I, I don't think, I think you want to give Cease a shot in there. My number two would be Rodon, except you've been on the road. You didn't see his uh, kind of wind up, you know, come back from the injured list performance against the Reds. Uh, I, did watch, I did watch a little bit of that one. Yeah. 
one gave up one hit in in five innings. You, you looked at the 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 line and you go, wow, he was terrific. Um, but they were not playing any of their good batters. None of them were in there. Winkler, Winkler was out. Votto was out. Castellano was out. Um, and he was throwing. Now he started out throwing ninety one which is what he does always. I mean, even in the no-hitter, he started out throwing a 91. But then he starts getting, ramping it up, and the no-hitter, I think it was up to 99 by the end. Uh, there was no ramping up. He got up to maybe 92 and some change. And some of his fastballs in the later innings were in the 80s, in 88 or in 89. I don't think he's there. I blame 100% Tony Larusa If they lose this playoff, I blame 100% Tony Larusa for overusing a guy who pitched 40 innings in the last two years. I mean, I go back to April where he had through the no, no hitter in April, April 14th, 114 pitches. And yet Larusa, our Hall of Famer, had him throw 110 pitches in his next outing. It makes sense to let him go for when he's got a perfect game going. You got to do that. But to bring the back, then he had five, four straight and five out of six, 100 pitches or more. And the others were 98 and 99 through a stretch in June and July. It was crazy, crazy misuse of your pitching. And now I think he's in trouble if he's trying to pitch against Houston, who he utterly dominated during the season. Just 14, 14 innings uh, of one run ball. Um, well, I, I, I definitely. So I, I think definitely, it's Lenny game too. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Giolito, uh, Giolito has to start game one. Any other decision is a mistake. He is your. He is still technically your ace. He is your number one starter. He is getting better right now. He is just getting better and better. It seems as the year has gone on. Uh, so he is the right guy to have on the mound in game one, especially on the road, especially in Houston. Uh, you got to throw Giolito. Game two, I'm throwing Rodon. Here's why. If Rodon is really not in good shape, you might as well have him lose the road game. And you don't want to have him start at home if he is not going to be able to bring the real stuff. That is just absolutely not what you want because Dylan Cease probably can't get it done in Houston. Lance Lynn, they've seen a lot of Lance Lynn in their days, some of these guys. He's he's not going to get it done in Houston. However, you know, in the playoffs, that home crowd really does change things. And I think you get Lance Lynn at home against Houston, and we have a whole different story. When you have – because, you know, that stadium is going to be rocking. And it's going to be rocking with Sox fans. And they are going to pump Lynn up. And Lynn is a guy that you pump up as a fan base. So I would throw Lynn game three, of course. I mean, no doubt about that. And then Cease for game four. And I actually think Cease has a much better chance of being effective against the Astros at home in a playoff game. Do I think there's a good chance we win a game that Dylan C starts in this playoffs? No, I think we are the underdog in a game that Dylan C starts. However, you don't know which Dylan C you're going to get. And I would rather, I would rather roll those dice at home than roll those dice on the road. And I know if yeah, you lose I mean, one, if you lose one on the road, you, you think, oh, okay, well, you want to get the, the two at home. 
But, you know, you're going to lose games. It's baseball. This is probably going to be a six or seven game series. Oh, it can't only go five. Oh, right, right. We're in the (laughs) ALDS. Probably going to be a five game series. so I think uh, I, I think that's the order. I think you throw Giolito, you give Rodon a shot on the road. The other thing is, yeah, he was throwing 88, 89, 91, but he was also kind of pitching in a game that just didn't matter all that much. And he's he's pitching against a bunch of schlubs. He doesn't need to be rearing back to try to throw 99. Yeah, what I was waiting for in that one, because he, he was pitching, I mean, his control and command, very good. Breaking stuff was breaking well. Uh, although the slider was down, I think, four or five miles an hour uh, from normal, too. I was waiting for the post game for either him or La Rosa to say, well, we just we wanted him to take it easy out there and not put any stress or strain on anything and just kind of work back in. That's what I expected. Neither one said that. Nobody said that. So that bothered me a lot. Uh, I know the one, one guy. That's Shill, who uh, writes for MLB.com, the White Sox, uh, Merkin. Uh, his, his headline was, Rodon aces for a start back. Well, no, he didn't. You're, you're a shill, and, and that's your job to shill. But uh, the explanation is, nice results, but how? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would rather bitch Rodon second if he's got anything uh, uh, and, and take the chance. I think with Cease, I agree. I mean, he could go seven innings of one-hit ball with 14 strikeouts. Uh, I think what's more likely, because Houston's a very good hitting team, is that he will throw three innings of incredible ball, and in the fourth or four, and then in the fourth or fifth, a couple things will happen. Somebody will hit one hard. Somebody will get a lucky hit. uh, A fielder will screw up, and he'll lose it. and, Absolutely and could happen. Be a four-run inning. I think. I think uh, the key thing with Cease is is pitching him at home. Uh, there's just no way you can pitch him in Houston at all in this series. Cease is still not there in terms of confidence, and you do not want him experiencing the roar of a road playoff crowd. I could see that getting in his head almost immediately, and him just getting wrecked in the first by the Astros on the road. Uh, no, I think there's no chance that, that he pitches. Yeah. In, in at the, home, none. At home, I think you at least have the chance to see the Dylan Cease that we know is in there. Also nice that he's going to be pitching against, uh, you know, Bregman and Altuve, Correa. Those are right-handed batters. Cease is always going to be a little bit better against right-handed batters because of the breaking stuff. And I think that uh, having him pitch on at home in game four, I think we could actually see a big moment for Dylan Cease and see Cease come through and when we really need him. That being said, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, as much as, you know, not even months, weeks ago, I was all aboard the Lance Lynn game one train i uh i definitely agree with you 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 bring lance lynn back down to third uh so that he can pitch at home as well against a team that has really had his number for quite some time uh and that's your rotation then you've got kopech and and ronaldo to to be your big 
innings eaters if something gets away from them. Uh, and that's a that's a pretty good duo to have that could come. Yeah, in I, I would think that both innings. Rodon and Cease will be in a short leash because because you've got Lopez and, and Kopech out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean Rodon Rodon will absolutely be on a short leash for a couple reasons. Um Cease you keep on a short leash for as soon as something starts to look like he's cracking. He's not the kind of guy where you think Cease is going to crack and then he doesn't. Cease, when he starts to go, he goes. And you got to be on the ball ready to do that, ready to to hop in there. There's These games are all going to be about five, six hours long because we're going <laughs> to see 8,000 pitching changes, even with the – 8,000 commercials. So many commercials. Uh, even with the loogie rules in place, we're still just going to see tons and tons of pitching changes. It's going to really be exciting for all those people out there who think baseball is boring uh, to, to see a five-hour game. But I am very excited for it. What are your predictions moving forward? We are, right. at the, no. we're at the top of the playoffs, so I want, let, I want let me, full predictions. For everybody? Everybody. All right, well, let's, let's go to the National League. I think the Dodgers will win over St. Louis. I know St. Louis is just roaring hot, but I think the Dodgers still win. Uh, and then uh, the Dodgers will be going to play the Giants, which is really, really interesting. And I know the Dodgers are favored in that tremendously. I think Gabe Pampler's does such an incredible job this year. He's going to do it one more time uh, and get them through that series. Uh, Milwaukee will beat Atlanta. And uh, then the Giants will 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 beat Milwaukee. Isn't it such a bum deal that you win 106 games and you have to play the wild card game? Oh and yeah, you it's crazy. Just... And, and you can lose it easily. Easily, of course. It's it's ridiculous. And then the fact that you would have been playing an, an 86 win Atlanta team instead. It's just, oh, what a raw deal for the Dodgers. Now, of course, I don't have a lot of Dodgers sympathy. They won the World Series last year. I don't give a crap if they get to continue playing. Uh, But I'm going to agree with you. I think the Giants are going to win that series. Uh, Whatever is going on in San Francisco seems to not be going away. I think I've been on – I think you can listen to this podcast over the last four or five months and listen to me predict the Giants fizzle numerous times. And uh, they must listen and just think, you know, Will's still saying that we're not the real deal. And then they go out and win. That team has been very impressive. 107 wins. My goodness. Who saw that coming? They were predicted in the kindest models to be third in the NL West. And then they just absolutely dominated. So I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take the Brewers as well. Brewers are actually trending downward. They're a little delta down right now. However, I love the Brew crew. Giants and Brewers, who comes out of that? I'm going Giants again. I would go Giants. However, with Milwaukee. It's got some tremendous pitchers. The pitchers. They are designed for a playoff series. With Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, they are designed to go up 3-0 in a series. And I think that there's a really good chance that could happen. Uh, 
I would love to see the Brewers get through. I'm going to pick the Brewers mostly out of hope. Um, I think we're both going to be wrong, and it's going to be the Dodgers. But yeah. uh, in in this scenario, let's go ahead, and I'm gonna, I'm going to pick Milwaukee. So uh, now let's go to the uh, let's go to the AL. Uh, I haven't seen the pitchers yet, but uh, I I think the Yankees are going to take the wild card game. I think that Tampa Bay will beat the Yankees. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Uh, they just hit the damn ball. Uh, now, our series, bear in mind that I jinx this team every time I predict they're going to win anything. So I'm going to unjinx. I mean, I predicted that Minnesota was going to be really, really good at battle until the end of the season. So, uh, well, so did every other do. person. <laughs> I think now that the Sox have better pitching, top to bottom, and especially in the uh, relief pitching, Houston has better hitting, top to bottom. Uh, we have a lot of good hitters, but I think they're better. Houston was in a big slump. They kind of pulled out of it over the weekend. They 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 hit pretty well Saturday and Sunday against a good team. So uh, I am going to, Hart's not there, suggest that it's going to depend on defense. The Astros are the the second best defending team in the majors. The White Sox are the third worst. Uh, Or is it the other way around? Houston's third, uh, White Sox are next to bottom. Only the Phillies are behind them in in runs saved. And somewhere in there, a defensive screw-up is going to cost, and we will lose it maybe in four games, maybe in five, but it will, it will be not because the pitchers didn't pitch or the hitters didn't hit, but because they screwed up something defensively. Here's what I'm going to say. I think the White Sox win that series. And the main reason is I think it's going to be really, really hard for Houston to win in Chicago. As someone who just went to a pretty high leverage game between Oakland and Houston last week, I don't think Houston really understands the booing and the heckling that is going to come their way. The White Sox fans are going to eat those guys alive. It is going, I mean, you'll hear louder booing against the Astros and you'll probably hear cheering for the White Sox. It is going to be deafening. But they've had that for two years now. But not really. Not really. Not quite. Of course, there was nobody in the stands last year. Exactly. This is the first time they'll be playing in a playoff game with a full sold-out crowd that hates their guts. And I think that that is even going to get to guys like Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. Altuve gets the the most of the booing on the the road, I've noticed. And it's going to be relentless from White Sox fans. And here's what I will say to my White Sox fan friends who will be attending those games. Let it rip. Go for it. Go after them as hard as you can the whole game. This is a mental game, this sport. They've gotten used to being booed, but they have not gotten used to being booed so loud that they can feel it in their bones. And that is what we're going to do, which is why I take the White Sox. I'm also going to take the Yankees. Uh, to win the wild card, and I'm going to take the Rays to win their uh, that series easily. 
I think that's potentially even a 3-0 uh, sweep scenario. And then with the Rays and the White Sox uh, in my baseball universe, uh, I just I just don't see anyone in the American League taking out Tampa right now. Um, no, they're, I, they're I, think, too I think whoever wins between uh, the Astros and the White Sox, that the Rays are going to are, are going to take it probably six games, uh, maybe seven, but they're they're going to take it. Which uh, gets you to uh, our World Series matchup in my book, which is Tampa and Milwaukee. Uh, and I think I just heard the sound of TV executives blowing their brains out because <laughs> yeah. that is that is a the two smallest markets you can scenario. find out there. Well, Tampa Bay is not a small market, but it's not a baseball market. And who doesn't want to see Tropicana Field in the limelight? I mean, what a what a beauty! It well, is they were last year. An absolute TV nightmare if this is a Milwaukee Tampa World Series, and I am here for it. I'm excited, and out of uh, total biased fandom, I'm going to pick the Brewers to win the World Series. I I I think, of course, I have the Giants in it. I'm. I'm I think it's going to be Tampa Bay's year to actually do it. If Kevin Cash does not decide, well, he's gone through the lineup twice. I better pull him out, even though they have one weak single and he struck out 28 guys in five innings, <laughs> which is technically impossible. Uh, I, I think somehow Cash will see his way around their little rules. If that were to come up again with, with one of his starters, um, I like I like I like Tampa Bay going. going I mean, I absolutely. And I realize the rest of the world has the Dodgers winning everything, but uh, Tampa could absolutely win the World Series this year, and it would be pretty exciting to watch. They're a really fun team to watch. Uh, but I gotta go with the Brewers. I think uh, I think if they get there, we're gonna see yet sort of the resurgence of Christian Yelich in this playoff series. He's obviously bounced back a little bit this year, but he's still not back to his MVP form. Uh, but I think we could see some some big Yelich moments. Uh, but I also think, you know, we've we've seen what the kid can do in the playoffs. And you light a fire under Randy Rosarena, and there is no one more and dangerous. And I think he's been starting to hit a little better recently, too. So. And he's been a rookie for 17 years. So imagine <laughs> when he uh, becomes an actual MLB everyday player. Uh, well, that is all the time we have for today. Baseball gets started tomorrow again, not today, which I was kind of hoping for the four-way tie for the AL wild oh, yeah. card. I think, I think the whole world was hoping for the four-way tie, except the yeah. fans of those teams. Yeah, well, especially the, of, fans of the, of the Red Yankees Sox and, and the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, I think Blue Jays and, and, and uh, Mariners fans were all about that four-way tie, uh, but it didn't happen for them. Uh, I think the Mariners are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with in a in a couple of years here, they just have an amazing young core. It's going to be very similar to the White Sox. I think moving forward after this year, we're going to, we're going to see a lot of big White Sox, Seattle uh, baseball games in our future, which is pretty cool. So a little more reminiscent of the the nineties and the Griffey and Frank Thomas era. We're heading into the Kyle Lewis, Luis Robert era. Uh, and I think that's going to be really, really fun. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today. Do you have any final thoughts before we shove yes, off? Yes, I, I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. And as your son, you know that I think you're always wrong. And <laughs> uh, no, not really. You're a smart guy. 
I just hope you're wrong about this. That that that's best case scenario. So, Sox fans, buckle up. Cancel all your plans. Get to the ballpark if you can. If you can't, be on the couch, crushing beers, crushing Cheetos, crushing nachos, watching a 118-mile-an-hour home run fly off of Luis Roberts' bat in game one. That is what we're hoping to see. We will talk to you next week as we have moved on to the ALCS, hopefully. I cannot wait, guys. It's here. It's here. The pain, the 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 anguish we've experienced over the last 15 or so years. This is it. This is what we waited for. This is the beginning. So have fun, be safe, and thank you for joining us on Sharing Socks.